Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Amy Wright here with Diddy TV. We're excited to have singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Gil Landry in our studio today. How are you doing? Great. It was yeah. really great, great catching your set. Oh, thanks. And yeah. thanks for staying for a few minutes to let us uh, talk to you and find out a little bit more about you. Sure. So you're from Lake Charles, Louisiana, is uh, that correct? That's where and, I was born, yeah. And then you spent some time in the Pacific Northwest? Yep, went to high school up in Seattle. Ah, okay. I didn't realize that you actually spent uh, high school time in, in your formative years there. But Yep, um, spent most of my formative years there. So between uh, sort of New Orleans, Pacific Northwest, how did those areas sort of influence your... Uh, desire to play music and and sort of um, the type of music that you play. The Northwest was more uh, where I got into all the hippies and the rock, and then Louisiana was more roots music based. When I would go back, friends in Lafayette playing Cajun music, and then New Orleans, the blues and things like that. So when did you start your first band, and what was that like? What were they called, first of all? Oh, my first band, uh, I don't know, it's probably something I've seen. Uh, and we just started in garages in, uh, Up in Seattle? the suburbs of Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of music? Was it similar to what you're playing today? Or was <coughs> no, it no, no, no. It was miles away. No, it was like, um, what was it like? I don't know. That was like the, that was the early, like the pre-grunge era when there was all these really weird wonderful bands that didn't have names or even a style yet you know before it became like a, a sound there was a <clears throat> there was a lot of really great music coming from the kids and i remember going like garfield high school in seattle would have like a, a battle of the bands and and they, they were doing very interesting bizarre uh music it was like this post-punk i don't know i don't really i mean i can remember seeing it but i can't know i don't know how to describe it but it was uh yeah, it was really nice, and that was sort of that was the scene that was kind of happening, I guess. So that folk music didn't come in till till later. Many years later, yeah. So you picked up a lot of instruments along the way. Did you start with guitar, or yeah, I started okay. with guitar. Yeah. And then you play how many instruments now? What other instruments do you play? I play as many as I can, mostly with strings on them. Mostly with strings, banjos, yep. and yep. various other yeah, pedal steel a bit. I play the dobro and a bit of fiddle, but not very good. Play the piano, play. Stuff like that. So how Harmonica. do you how do you pick up another instrument? Desire. Desire. Yeah. Lots of practice. Lots of practice. Yeah. So you've been in a number of bands. Obviously, you were also in the Old Crow Medicine Show. Yeah. And uh, and now you are uh, uh, embarking on a solo career. 
and playing uh, mostly solo and touring solo. And you have a new album coming out. That's right. The uh, Love Rides a Dark Horse. Is that, do I have that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In October. It comes out October 6th. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And we actually heard, I think, some of the music. Played a few today, yeah. I think, yeah. It was great. Um, what is that, what is the sort of uh, background behind that album? What is the music, how would you describe the music on the new album? How does one describe music? Uh, Love stories? Uh, well, it's a bit of, uh, uh, oh, well, the music is different than the story. That's the, okay. you know, oh, so, true. That's yeah. very true. So, the, but the story, the thematically in the in the language is, yeah, there's like, uh, it's more coping with, uh, it's lo it's kind of trying to map out pain, and, and uh, you know find uh, some some redemption in in uh, above it all, you know. So when you were writing these songs, where were you in your headspace? What were you thinking about? What was I thinking about? Well, I had just been, uh, everything, I, everything kind of felt in my life that it had been falling apart. And so I was thinking, uh, what the fuck am I doing? That, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And so then I went to some cabin out on the west, western Washington coast, a friend of mine's house, and, uh, and it was just me. And it was December, and it was, it was in this uh, little uh, holiday community, so it was completely vacant up on Lo the Long Beach area. And, uh, and the, wind, the rain and the wind was pounding in all the time. And, uh, and that's, that's, where, that's where the vibe comes from. I actually love that area myself. I've spent, uh, my husband and I, we spent some time up there. They have that, that nice seagrass. The seagrass is, sea nice. yeah. is nice. I watched that yeah. many hours, yeah. To me, it's a very creative place. I found it to be so, yeah. It's, uh, it's peaceful. So one of the songs on the new album is uh, Denver Girls. Denver Girls, yep. What's that song about? Like, so the song is a distillation of an entire idea about life and like what you're sure. feeling. So it's sort of all, uh, hopefully, if I, if I do it well, uh, which I try, it's coded into the language and the, and the, and the words. Um, so I would say listen to it and then you hopefully would know what it's about, but it's, it's mainly about uh, letting go. So when you write a song, do you think, uh, I'm writing this for myself, but I want it to go out there. I want other people to interpret the music or the lyrics the way that they want to interpret it for themselves? Yeah, ideally, yeah. Well, because it's not, it shouldn't mean the same thing for them that it does for me. I mean, it right. couldn't. They don't know me. I mean, right. and they don't, you know, and, and what, uh, and I don't even know me. So how has it been? So you're working mostly solo and you're writing these songs. <clears throat> um, how has working uh, by yourself uh, increased your creativity or influenced your songwriting? Well, I've always been working by myself mostly, you know, like, I mean, even like, I, you know, playing in bands, but I spent, you know, I'm a pretty solitary individual, so I'm always like, alone and writing and working and things like that. So how is that different than working with a group, working with a band? Oh, well, um, I think that if you have a vision, it's, uh, you can stay more true to it. Because when you have a band, there's opinions, you know, based on what someone thinks that you're saying or, or wants to be saying along with what you're saying. And that can be very creative and nice too. I like writing with people as well. But the nice thing about writing alone is you can, you can see it through as you see it. You know, without any right. um, without a 
cardboard room of minds, you know? Like sometimes there can be too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes. You know? Yes. And then it becomes really bland. Yeah. Right. Or the just like you said, the vision that you had for the song, it goes out the window. And yeah, it, it takes on a, it becomes else. a different life. It becomes a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is okay, too. I mean, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, unless it means a lot to you. Right. Unless yeah. it means a lot to you. Um, so I understand that you have already written a number of songs, even for yet another album uh, yep. next year. And what's the difference, say, between the album you have coming out here in the next, the next few weeks and the songs that you wrote for the album that may come out next year? They're not as personal. Uh, you write songs? I do write songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I write songs, and um, I sort of jokingly say sometimes that um, that this is definitely not about me. This is about something I've observed in someone else. Some ever, other yeah. people want to attribute it to me. It's something I've gone through personally, but right. it isn't always. Sometimes it is, and that's a per more personal song. But then sometimes I write songs that are not at all personal. They're just maybe something I read in the newspaper or right. something I heard on television right. that sparked sort of an idea in my head or a friend told me a story about this or that right. and that kind of triggered something. Um, and then sometimes it is something that I've gone through. Yeah, yeah, this album is very much a lot of things that I feel like I went through or I was like processing personal experience. Um, whereas, uh, you know Cowboy Jack Clement is? Nope. Uh, uh, he used to hang around this town, but he had a, a good line um, He's like, what is this? You should put uh, some of yourself in all of your songs. He didn't say you shouldn't put all yourself in all your songs, so that there's no counterpoint. But I like that in, in that when you put everything into a song that it, and it becomes very personal, it, it's, um, it's a little harder to... Uh, it's not actually not harder to engage in playing it nightly, except uh, if you're emotionally connected, it can be... Um, just difficult to go through uh, night after night uh, back into some very personal vibe that sort of pains you. Well, when you do finish the next album yeah. and you come back with the non-personal songs or the, the however, however you describe them, we'd love to have you back oh, and thanks. hear some of those yeah. songs and, um, and have you back in the studio. In the meantime, thank you so much for coming, Gil. Thanks for having me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.